Longyearbyen on Svalbard is the only city outside of the Americas founded by and named after an American, John Munro Longyear. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I'm Rasmus. And I'm Red. And I'm distracted. Hey! Uh, hey! Yeah. So you are currently the per- personification of the name of the podcast? Unbrand. Absolutely. Okay, well done you. Why are you distracted? By what? Because I tried to get the browser up on the left side and I opened up the wrong browser and then everything was gone. And then I was like, oh, did I just stop the recording? But I didn't. And uh, I might have an energy drink already. <laughs> you might have. <laughs> Please give me some if you, I'm, if I'm, you have a I'm spare. I'm trying to get off the coffeine right now. Oh. And um, so. <laughs> and you're it's, failing? It's, it's actually working. So I basically, well, I'm trying to cut out sugar. And I drink my coffee with a lot of sugar. And with a lot of sugar, I now mean like two pieces of sugar for the first coffee. Yeah. But I usually have like three or four coffees during work, like before lunch. That's a lot of sugar. So now I'm cutting down. I have my first coffee in the morning at work, not at home. And I have that with two sugar. And then the second coffee I get, which is usually like 15 minutes later, is only with one sugar. And then there's no sugar after that. Ooh, That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, because that also helps me cutting down on the, the coffee because I like it with sugar. So I drink less coffee, <laughs> less caffeine, yeah. and it's been working really well. I think I only had like two coffee the whole day. Yeah, but it, it doesn't count if you are drinking monster after monster all evening. And that's and that's the thing about it. Because I started cutting down, um, I, I, was, I slept like shit for the last couple of days. Yeah. So I, before the podcast, I was just like, okay, I am not going to, like, I don't want to be like last week. So yeah. I'm going to get out and I'm going to get myself an energy drink and just see what happens. So I got myself this nice can of monster energy drinks and I feel like I'm crawling up the wall. I, I can basically smell colors at the moment. Good. <laughs> remember, I used to drink like four or five of those cans a day without like feeling everything. So I think it's a combination of getting old and just not doing that shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You, you build up a bit of a tolerance as well as, or not a tolerance, that's the wrong word. Uh, addiction yeah it's more of an addiction but it's also the fact that your body reacts to the chemicals in preparation so that mm. uh, one thing i heard is one of the cruelest joke you can do to someone is to make them a, make someone who's addicted to coffee in the morning a cup of decaffeinated coffee because your body will suppress the things that normally make you function in anticipation of the caffeine to hit you so when you get decaf Everything just stops working. Oh damn! <laughs> yeah, I, I, good to I, I know. Thought, <laughs> yeah, and no doubt, no doubt at all. So if if you have someone over and they're absolutely hungover and they ask for coffee and you think like you deserve pain, now you know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually do that in uh, January. I like just my face open, like no alcohol, no caffeine. Mm-hmm. I just go cold turkey for that, and I have a splitting headache. For about yeah. like the first two to three days when I'm getting off the caffeine. And it doesn't matter if you only just drink one or maybe two coffees a day. It's just the caffeine missing, it will give you a headache. But why do you go back at it after dry January? Why do you uh, start drinking coffee and alcohol again when you have done the, the worst part? Oh, I like just, I, I like coffee. And I alcohol? Just, like, I really, I really and like pain. coffee. And... <laughs> No, not at all. I mean, just <laughs> coffee is something yummy. <laughs> okay, fine. I, I mean, I already stopped smoking. I mean, I might as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's great. So I, you, I, you, you I know, know the sentence yeah. when you go to the doctors, like, so if I tr- stop drinking alcohol, um, coffee, and stop smoking cigarettes, um, am I going to get like beyond 90? And the doctor mm-hmm. looks at you and goes like, yeah, but why would you? Nah, <laughs> that, that, that's not entirely false. But still, you have food, so you can just fall back into that true how about you red uh i'm still not drinking coffee but but i remember when i stopped drinking coke uh having the same not issue but what just what ian just said like uh having headaches and feeling feeling tired and uh, all, all the sugar that you cut, cut off and the caffeine in, in regular coke was also a help for me to go through the day and um and yeah. feeling energy. So when I stopped, I was like down for a week or two. And now, now I'm good. And it's it's the opposite. Now when I drink Coke very rarely, like half a, a, a glass, um, 
yeah, I've I have trouble sleeping at night. And I think um, sugar is way worse than actually caffeine. Uh, yeah, probably it, it, it's it's an addiction even worse than cocaine. I, I've heard. So yeah, we should should be careful about that. Other than that, stop eating sugar and do cocaine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> easier to quit. <laughs> At this point, I think we could call the podcast Two Thirds Health Advice. We get three three pieces of health advice, but only two of them are good for you. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly we, like we don't, 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 don't be like us. Do as we, we are say, not, not as we do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, talking about headache, I have a terrible one at the moment, uh, probably because I didn't uh, sleep enough for the past uh, days and I had plans and I wanted to work on stuff and make progress, but my car decided otherwise. Yay! Yes. Yay! You're back into the groove or something. <laughs> I, yeah. didn't want to say it. <laughs> I didn't want to make fun of it. I actually felt really bad for you when you sent the picture. <laughs> oh, man. I, I did. I, I was giggling my ass off. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. That's fine. Uh, I took the car the other day. It was like two days ago to just do some groceries. And as soon as I jumped into the car and tried to lower my window, because it was stupidly hot already. It was nine in the morning, but it was stupidly hot. I heard a strange noise and some, I heard something breaking inside of my door. And I was like, oh, fuck. And, and I knew instantly what it was. And it's that the, the window lowering and lifting mechanism that broke. Yeah, it, it's, it's a sort of a... Um intersecting sister function isn't it so it sort no. of crosses and goes out no no that's not that's oh. not the one that's the older one that the, the mini cars had uh oh, okay okay many years ago and now it's basically you have two uh steel bar with uh four pulleys the uh, two on on, oh, on okay. top and two on the bottom and a cable that yeah. goes across everything and so yeah. a nylon pulley fucking broke because those people are so stupid that they make those pulley out of nylon and not steel or aluminium or whatever if it's even nylon it looks more like cheap plastic and some of the cars when you open them yeah yeah exactly so i had to go to my parents because i don't have the tools here i had to completely destroy my <laughs> my drawer uh, to access the mechanism or remove it we had to uh, um, thankfully my dad helped because it, it, it was it was bored actually so he was like hey something fun to do <laughs> nice uh, so we had to to make a pulley out of a, a aluminum block that we had in the garage and we had to remove it and replace everything and now it's working uh, perfectly again but yeah it took two one afternoon and one full morning and it was stupidly hot and it just messed uh completely my schedule for the week and and probably because of that now i have headache and tired and yeah but it's done it's fixed so yay i think when you sent me that picture i was just about to get bullied by my cousin yeah because, because i went yeah. to cousin and i got my next tattoo yeah what, yeah, what was yeah. it um it's a camera oh yeah and you told I also, us about I that yeah. did I think post some pictures in my story and I sent sent the pictures to a ton of people but um I mean we didn't see anything pop up on my thread. Oh okay. No, well, but you sent it to us in the chat. That also I didn't see I anything. also did that yeah and I put it in my story <laughs> which is like which I had to figure out again because they changed some of the layout again which shows how often I post stories on my, yeah. on the Instagram. Um yeah so I can I mean on Sunday I can throw it up again or just on the on the two thirds. So for reference, yeah, pictures. but you you sent us a picture of you being tortured by your cousin, cousin, but not the the final thing, did you? Okay, because I posted in my story. Oh yeah, no, I got it. Okay, I missed that completely. Sorry, silly red. Nice. Yeah, I was probably working on my car at that time. So yeah, you you know, if you just had a sensible car that wasn't French, maybe you would have time to pay attention to your friend. That's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> what about you, Raz? What happened to you this week? Uh, I, my week has been really good, actually. Mm -hmm. Especially compared to yours, your guys. I've had like the first proper couple of jobs in the Forge that nice. I finished up. Yeah. And it's it's been surprisingly... Or it's been really, really nice. And it's surprisingly how nice it is to have a really big layout table, welding table. Yeah. Because I can have a mess on one half and I can still 
have enough space on the other half that is more than the space I used to have at the old forge. <laughs> yeah. Must be life changing. Yeah. And you can already see an improvement or like changes. I think the the people that are watching your story uh, more often, uh, they already realize it. The when you do your Instagram stories in your old yeah. place, you would almost always have like the same angle, like pointed yeah. towards your little corner that you had you were working in. And now, like every single time, it's like, is he still in that shop? Oh yeah, no, that's just a completely different angle. So that must be like I'm trying to piece it together in my yeah. head how your workshop, like the, the all the, yeah, how the workshop actually yeah. looks like, the layout. That was what I was looking it's, for. Uh, Words, yeah, sugar. Uh, I, <laughs> really, I, well, I mean, it doesn't really help either that the fact that I am still sort of rearranging things and trying to make it a bit more of a sensible workspace. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it is. It it is really close to being full already. Already, y- yeah. But because don't, didn't you want to build benches and, be, and chairs? Yeah, and but stuff. it's already a sea of anvils. Yeah, yeah that's the that's that's, right. that's the, no, it's a cluttering. Thank you. It's uh, a cluttering. It's a mess here, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, I I have all of my anvils in the forge, including one extra that uh, the land. Uh, the landlord owns and mm-hmm. left there. And Do you also talk to them at night when you are alone in the shop? Do you pet them? Did you give them no, names? No, not, not she at comes night. in with I go little blankets and puts them over them. <laughs> Sings them to sleep. No, I wake them up in the morning. Oh, I, yeah, sure. That's that's when I cuddle my animals. Yeah, yeah. So you put them under a cover for the night with some yeah, tea and cookies before you, you no, leave? No, not tea. That'll just go damp and they will rest. Then he yeah, sneaks in and pulls sure. out his hammer. Oh, no, that, that sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> too much, too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> easy, <there> easy, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's getting really good, and I really like the the workflow I'm getting there. Cool. But it's also a big thing of I am waiting for materials to show up so that I can build some more shelves, so that mm. I can organize things a bit better. Yeah, and build a new tool rack and things like that to 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 make uh, simply speaking just the whole space function for me a little mm. bit better. Yeah. Um. But no, it is really nice to just have the space and also be able to just look at things notice that nothing is burning nothing is about to catch fire leave the mess and go home (laughs) yeah that's cool i remember the feeling of uh, when i started working in my new workshop having more space more more room for my tools and my materials and everything how long do you think it's going to take you to feel that you need more space again I, I mean, yesterday, well, yeah, because <laughs> for me it was uh, about six months. Yeah, no, I I am very happy where I'm at, and I really like the amount of space I have at the moment. It, but it is just a small thing of the the layout is slightly clunky mm-hmm. inside of the shop, just where the old machines are and how they used to work in there. I had to work around like where the welding table is, and where the old col- uh, cold cut saw and the pillar drill and things like that. Yeah. I would have done things differently. Yeah. And I might still be do- changing things up. Like, for example, I have my 2 by 72 grinder stick uh, on the workbench along one wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And th- the workbench is in wood. So I took two metal plates and I put that at the bottom and at the back just to catch the immediate sparks and things like that. Yeah, But it's not a terribly practical space. But I have like a wall... Uh, one of those tool walls full of holes in them that you can mm-hmm. attach hooks to and all of that, yeah. just to the left of that. And there's also a big space in between where the saw is and where the workbench is. So I'm thinking maybe I'll just build some pillar mm-hmm. stand or something for for the bench grinder and move that over to the side a bit, yeah. just so it's more of a separate thing, but that will block access to the tool wall and a lot of things on the back there. Uh, and so it's, it's one of those things of like, I don't want to do anything, nothing too much all at once. Mm-hmm. And so it's more or less like ease into it and realize like, okay, how often do I actually need to get access to the tool wall and all the wrenches that are there and like the bins of nuts and bolts and things? Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I actually cover that up so it is inconvenient to get to because I will only need to reach back there once a week at most and things like that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I still need to build a material shed or a rack outside at the back of the forge mm-hmm. 
and I still need to put up one more unit of shelves and put in three more shelves in one of the units I already built. And then I need to finish up what I started on when it comes to building the shop corner. Yeah. And I need to get some furnishing in to, or something, something into the office space so I can actually keep like store things there mm -hmm. where it is kind of sensibly temp temperature all year round. So, so yeah. you need a second shed outside just for storage. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but the, the good thing is that there is, I think I mentioned earlier, there is the basement in the house that was a part of the same lot earlier that yeah. is open to be rented at 100 square meters. Oh, that's a lot, yeah. So okay. if for some stupid reason I need to expand a lot. Oh, you will. Uh, yeah. and, and if I need to expand a lot and stay here in Oslo, and mm. there in Oslo, I guess I should say, yeah. I have the room to do that. Okay. Um, Why is the ceiling in the shop? Currently? Yeah. Uh, maybe... Is it going to change next week? <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, in the shop I'm now, not in the basement. I think it's three and a half meters, maybe four. Okay. It it might be yeah. worth creating a system to lift things up and, and get them out of the way, but still be able to lift them down in order oh, okay. to yeah. use them. Uh, I, I have... I have that option. So the um, you see the stories. There's like the storage unit or the st uh, storage, and mm -hmm. then there's the office space on one wall. Yeah, and then you have sort of a technical room with the water heater and a big big sink mm -hmm. and a few other bits uh, built out from that. Yeah. So I have an open space on top of the technical room. Okay. So that's basically like a shelf at. Maybe it's two fifty or something. Okay. I I don't really. I'm just guessing, but then on top of the office part of it is another open space. Okay. So I have those two storage areas. I can stuff things that I don't really need often, and that doesn't weigh much because I realized that putting heavy things on the top shelf is not a good idea. No. No. And when when Red said it's like using storage from the ceiling, I had that picture in my head of anvils hanging down from the ceiling on chains <laughs> like little wind chimes. Oh, <laughs> would be so oh, nice to like, that. Oh, okay. Okay. You don't want to move underneath there. No, not, not specifically anvils or heavy stuff, but... Can, I had a different can... idea that is equally stupid. Which is? Have you been to like one of these massive... Um, warehouses where they have like this a big unit maybe meters wide and then it's multiple meters tall of yeah. rotating shelves yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so you can like punch in whatever part number you want oh, or the shelf you want yeah and then it will rotate and spin around i want one for anvils that would be really cool <laughs> problem being i would most likely have to balance it with the weight of the anvils yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a little yeah. bit complicated to do that yeah that would be really fun. That would be nice. Not useful, not sensible, but really fun. It might yeah. look cool. Like a big Ferris wheel with anvils. Yeah, basically, basically. <laughs> Damn, that's a stupid idea. And I really want it. <laughs> <laughs> you can build one. A small one. Yeah, maybe a proof of concept. Maybe just with six anvils. Yeah. <laughs> That's a stupid sentence. See how your yeah. brain starts working when you play too much op Opus Magnum? Because I have no, this... No, fuck <laughs> off. That's my focus this week. I know it is. <laughs> I know it is. That's why I chose something else. But damn you, Duncan. Yeah. Oh, that's a fun game. So for, for those who don't know, a friend of yeah. ours, Duncan, recommended us um, a game called Optus, Opus Magnum. Sorry, I'm that yeah. stuttering. Uh, it's a video game, cheap one actually on Steam. And I think it's from 2017. Probably something like that. Yeah. And you are, you basically have to assemble elements in order to create uh, stuff. And yeah, it's, a, it's basically a puzzle game, but it yeah. has a simple component of like you're bonding atoms together or yeah. dis or dividing them again and moving them with arms, yeah. robotic arms and rails, and it's really fun and it's very, very, very addicting. Uh, and you start seeing stuff differently when you've played a few few hours. Yeah, with, yeah it's really it. fun though. Yeah, and it's oh, there's like a city. Is that like the, the world map? No, no. It uh, you play all in sort of like like a hexagonal grid system. Mm -hmm. but uh, what you're probably looking at is 
some of the pictures around the backstory and mm-hmm. the lore of the world. Oh, there's there's lore and backstory of it. Yeah, that which is nice. fine. Which is fine. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, but it's just like here's an excuse to make an interesting shape with various colored blobs and get them sorted out in different orders. Yeah, but yeah. it's what what do you get a, a mechanism put together? And it's like super efficient, and it everything just flows nicely. It's like, ooh, that's that tickles my yeah. Like my everyone with OCD brain. feels that little warm yes. feeling in his stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's beauty, nice. beauty and poetry of mechanisms that I, I've always been sensible to, even when I was a kid. I have actually books from old mechanism that I bought, I bought a few years ago and it's just explaining how they were making like drills back in the day or, or rotate a wheel from oh, you're talking about how to translate stuff. one series of motions into another yeah mm-hmm. that but but not only that the the, the endless um how is it called endless archimedean uh, screw screw yeah in order to pump water from the river uphill, yeah. it's just like it's it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. I always found it very interesting. So yeah, mm. oh, it's it's always if you look at that old stuff, especially in the I've I've been to a couple of like water parks, where mm-hmm. like the during I don't know when it was like nineteenth century, um, like beginning of the nineteenth century. They were doing those water parks for the rich and playing with like water fountains and stuff like that. And oh, yeah, little, yeah, like yeah. mechanical fixtures that move by the water. Mm-hmm. And some of that stuff is hopelessly over-engineered. Yeah. Because it was the combination of them being an artist and trying to make something work and they know what it was supposed to do, but they were lacking the knowledge of actual engineering. Well, it seems in some cases. That not, they... not only that, though. Uh, I think... Uh, couple of those you're thinking about what didn't you send something around near you or in Esslingen somewhere that there was this like massive what like fountain park kind of thing around some estate uh no no no. i think that was when i sent that that might have been the one in i think there's one close to casa which is famous oh, yeah yes that's the one um i think that one specifically was like they they had so much money that they just wanted to show off how rich they were. So having someone just make a overcomplicated machine that just spent too long to do a job but looked really cool doing it was how they sort of could show mm-hmm. off how rich they were. We Maybe. still do it. Like, I mean, we, not necessarily, but that's what rich people keep doing nowadays. Yeah, except now it's like penis-shaped rockets going to space. Yeah, and electric cars and... <laughs> yeah, and silly things. <laughs> Not directly at you, Jan. I, I know you like your, your car, but I, I used, no. no, I usually don't shoot rockets into stuff. <laughs> you should, you should spend. What would you do if you were like stupid rich, getting more tattoos? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get those anyway. No, um, who? I, that that is actually a good question. I mean, every I think everyone lays awake at some point and thinks about what they would do with a shit ton of money, and I think it's more fun about it when you're younger to think about that because you think about all the great stuff you're gonna do with it, mm-hmm. and once you get older and you actually realize that money ain't everything, then you mm-hmm. start with like Wait, also what? about the problems <laughs> it will bring. Hmm? Yeah, you're still young. That's why. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, so, oh, yeah, you see Rasmus like buy more anvils. Then he yeah. looks around his workshop, buy a place for more anvils. <laughs> <laughs> and then we it's go like from there. It's like you read my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what um, you would do, Ras? No. I mean, if I had like the absolute lovely amount of fuck you money, mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would just run off in some secluded valley of Norway and build some kind of Lord of the Rings inspired. Hobbit house with like an elven treehouse fi- garden or something stupid and fiberglass. No, no, I will do it like in uh, using as many traditional Norwegian techniques as possible. And I, honestly, I think when I was, may it it was in maybe in primary school. It was not long after like the first or second Lord of the Rings movie came out. We I actually we had a <laughs> task in school <laughs> to actually d- draw. I was out already a, in college at that time. For the shut up! That's not the point. We, we, we got the task of drawing like a dream house. Yeah. And I sketched out like a hobbit house. Yeah. And then at some point, since I started blacksmithing, I realized that oh, it would be really cool to have like 
a hobbit house on top and then have like a dwarven forge like cellar like yeah. in the style of Casa Doom. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, apparently if I get stupid rich, I would just learn how to not do blacksmithing so that I can build a house where I can do blacksmithing for fun. But would you do would you build that house by yourself or hire people, you know, to be more I mean, if I had the money bigger? to just pay myself to do that, yeah, absolutely. No, you wouldn't pay yourself. You wouldn't have to pay yourself. You'd be yeah, stupid I mean, that's, rich. That's so. what I mean. I, I, I wouldn't need to do anything else for money. So I could just do this that I would love to do for fun. But my, yeah, okay, I get that. But doesn't that mean that blacksmithing is something that you have to do to feed yourself and it's not entirely your passion? No, um, it, it absolutely is. It just happens to be the fact that I also can use my passion to make money and feed myself. Okay. So I'm I'm just really lucky in that sense. I mm. I wouldn't stop forging. I would try to sneak in as much forge work into this as possible. Mm-hmm. But I like to make things. That's like the, the mm. center of it. And I like to create things and like use my body and use my hands and learn things. So yeah, this is what I do. I, I was never the type that like wanted to buy like mansions or like like cars and stuff like that. That was never mine. Um, I think I would like to travel. Yeah. Like, I'm incredibly lucky that I have staff and I would like to travel, but not in a way that's like, well, let's fly there tomorrow and go there tomorrow. But actually, most of it maybe by foot, like mm-hmm. travel light, watch something and just really take your time and just not by country by country, yeah. but by town by town. Yeah. Like starting in the area around here and, and just having the financial freedom of if I feel like camping. Mm. then i'm gonna go camping if i feel like getting into a five-star resort because i feel that day that like it would be nice to have a shower or wellness i could Mm. also do that it's just the the absolute freedom to be able to do whatever i want and not being bound or not having to do something but actually doing it out of free choice and then using that to slowly travel across europe and then other Mm. countries of the world but not okay. by just like flying halfway across it, but by going step by step, seeing how yeah. the countryside slowly changes, how the like how you go into another country, how the culture slowly changes, and just experience all of it, just having the time. Mm. And if I don't feel like doing that anymore, then I can find something else that I want to do. It's just the freedom yeah. of it. Yeah. I've probably mentioned it in podcasts already, but there is a, a French guy who did um, a series of TV show called uh, I Will Sleep at Your House. Yes. Yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, if you haven't seen that, I highly recommend it. It's absolutely brilliant. The guy goes in a country with a few cameras strapped mm-hmm. to his body and, and, and held. And he just go and meet people and ask them to let him sleep at their house for a night. Just in order to know them better and see how they, they live. And he's been in a lot of countries around the world and just filming his trip and it's very very nice to see that in most of the countries being most of the people have been very welcoming so yeah you, you can find that on youtube i, I guess mm. uh, it's probably mm. in french with subtitles but um yeah very interesting to see i would uh we talked about this red in a japanese class a mm-hmm. few weeks back that and jan reminded me now something i would love to do is travel the full yeah. length of japan from yeah. south uh-huh. to north like like you say, yeah, slowly, not not in the sense like I need to walk everywhere because going through the Okinawan Islands and I can't yeah. hold my breath that long. <laughs> Matt, you can try, but yeah, I can try. I can try. I can do like the 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 Pirates of Caribbean trick by just yeah. having a boat yeah. in my head. You yeah. see the transporter following Ras by all the anvil he's buying in every single town he gets to. <laughs> just like throw it on there. <laughs> yeah, he's safe around Okinawa. He's safe because all the blacksmiths are, are way up north in Japan. So that that's fine. Okinawa is like the thousand thing parts. He starts where, in the yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have to carry the anvil stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that will be fun. And like Jan said, like see just how the culture changes go, mm. as you go along, and also like how the language yeah. changes in Japan. But this is also me saying like, yeah, I lived in Japan, but I've only been around Tokyo. Mm. Yeah, but if you had the con- the the constraints. Is that the word? Maybe. Yeah, well, of being uh, a student over there. So you had to go to school and, and yeah. you had a schedule. So you were not free to just travel all year long. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. But at the same time, it's uh, I've been back once, but still it was just around Tokyo because that was sort of what we could afford and yeah. what we had time for. But you, you talk about Japan because, I mean, I, I understand it. It's like the mystical thing and you, like 
the, what what you like about the history, the language, and everything. But I mean, you could say the same about Norway. Yeah. I bet when you start all the way up north in Norway, and then you like work yourself slowly south, you could basically have the same experience about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Red, you could do. I mean, red, even like in a country like as small as Germany or France, you have mm -hmm. so much difference in there. I mean, you uh, can experience yeah. the crumpiness in the north and the good <laughs> north. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm lucky in that sense because I, we did that with my parents when I was a kid. We traveled so much. My parents were teachers, so we, we were lucky to have two months of holidays together, mm -hmm. uh, July yeah. and August. And we, we, we traveled a lot. Um, and as we were young with my sister and after that with my brother when he was born, because we have nine year, uh, nine year um, ga gap difference. With my my brother is nine years younger than mm. I am. We had to stay in France. We couldn't travel uh, overseas, so we had to stay more or less in the country, not too far away from from my home. Plus, my grandfather was already sick, so we had to be close. But anyway, we traveled a lot, so I've seen already a lot of the country. Um, and experience all the grumpiness in the north, in the south, in east and west. Um, so I, I <laughs> and, and, and all the different flavors of grumpiness. Exactly. Um, so I I know what kind of place I like and 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 which one I don't. And obviously Paris is a, a beautiful city with uh, hopeful people. So go there if you want to go there. Go in August when. Everybody's gone. Um, that's the best time of the year. But uh, I, I really <laughs> France understand. without the French. <laughs> oh, that's that's what uh, Italian call paradise, actually. <laughs> um, uh. No, but yeah, I get I get that. I would travel probably also. I mean, what you both said said is exactly what I would do. I would probably start by buying some land and having the the beginning of a house built i wouldn't i wouldn't do the the like the walls and the stuff because it's it's uh yeah it, it has to be done by professionals and the space have to be so, sorry I, I was suddenly thinking about like medieval you yeah you're you you read my mind because big <laughs> stones and steel and wood so that that would be the probably yeah, yeah no, my mind you sort of i sort of for some reason, sorry, I I just started to remember that medieval castle project yeah. you have in France. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. a 12th century castle using only techniques and tools they had. That's a great project. And my mind just thought that, oh, Red will of course do that. And then you said, but the walls <laughs> will be done by professionals. So my mind was just like, big yeah. stone walls keeping the rest yeah, of France yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so remote a land, but in a re remote place with big stone walls and big beams of beautiful wood so the house is done the outside is done and i will keep the inside for me that's that's what i would do um but i would also travel go back to japan travel the world and probably travel uh through france to show the kid uh, where he's born and the country and all the beautiful stuff that that we have uh everywhere and meet people and probably buy a new car as well just to be just, just to be safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh damn that car. It's it's like the first member of the podcast at this point. Yeah. yeah, and you know my my son was like, uh, I I told him I had to go to my parents to fix the car, and he was he, I, so I, I left him here with my wife. It was on Wednesday. Wednesday, my wife was not working, and he was like, "Are you gonna sell the car?" And I was like. Well, until I have the money to change a car, I won't because it's it's crazy expensive to buy a new car now. And it was like, I want I want to keep that one. I like it. It 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 changes. It's just like a transformer. It the, the roof <laughs> opens. So I want I want to keep it anyway. Yeah. I was like, oh damn. <laughs> so <laughs> I I will not be able to sell it. I will keep. I will have to keep fixing the car. And even Could if I buy a new one, another <laughs> blue car. This one works. <laughs> now if I change car, I change color. I'm all uh, almost all the cars that I have. I had since I I got my first first car were blue, so I wanted different color oh. for yeah. It's on that purpose just, or no 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 not at all. 
The, oh, the... He's, he's still waiting for his TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> That's not at all. The thing is, if his car goes wood, wood, you know something is broken again. <laughs> Actually, if you're a real fan of Doctor, you know that that noise is not the the noise that a TARDIS is supposed to do. It's because he leaves the brakes on the all the time. Break, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, another question: Red, does your car actually have a name? Did you guys give it a name? Uh, more or less. I call I call I called it as a as a joke. I called it my TARDIS two or three years ago because it's blue, it's old, it's an old car, yeah. but it's new to me. With because the it was, on? Uh, um, I, I did that I did that this morning. Actually, I did that for three hundred meters this morning. Um no, no, uh, but uh, we call we we don't really give name. I stopped giving name to my cars because after after that uh, you are too emotionally attached to it, and when it breaks or you have to sell it, it's like very difficult. We my wife's car was called Titin because that's the the nickname that you give to any small car in France when you like it, and and that's the only car that my son knew that belonged to my wife right mm -hmm. so he, he was born and my wife had that car so what the day we we sold titin it was so heartbreaking for him that we had to to work on him like for a week for him to accept the new car that she has which is way better but emotionally it was very hard for him so now I I don't give names to cars. Just oh, he's, he's machine, old man. enough. Come on, that that screams for a competition. Yeah, for the listeners. <laughs> at .com. Okay, come on, so give us some name names. What, what is Red's cars most we called? Oh yeah, I would like to have your your input on that. The best idea gets mentioned in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm the... already voting for Car McCarface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, don't don't say that when I'm drinking. <laughs> we should I don't apologize for anything. We're going to put it in the show notes. I think the email is already in there, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. So send Probably. some ideas. I would love to, to hear that. Did you give a name to yours, Raz? My car? No. Yeah. Your Anvils? No? Still no? No, my, my, mine works. <laughs> I don't have to curse it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not technically it's not yours yeah that's true i mean my car changes every three weeks now for me it's like i don't have any personal bonds with any of my cars yeah you can't get attached if, if to i would have like a classic car or something um then i might but no i never never had the yeah n no just never Do thought about but did, did you already name object like stuff that you object that you really like, stuff that I don't know uh, are dear to you or took a long time to just get because it was expensive. Did you already give a name to that kind of stuff? No, I have stuff that has sentimental value, but I never give names to things. Okay. Like I am not really attached to most mechanical things, you could say. Okay. What? Do you? No, not really. Oh, um, damn, you guys are so boring. No, I, I was thinking about it. And I think the reason is that I have I've not really been in a position where I have two of the same thing, so to speak. You don't have to. Uh, need... No, no, no. But like have two. My, my mom and stepdad, like they have two cars. Yeah. And you could argue that one is my stepdad because he have had that since before they met. Mm -hmm. uh, or he did. I think they, they finally sold it just a few months ago yeah so like that was his car and that was hers car mm -hmm. but now when they sort of have mixed things a lot more since they got married and all of that mm -hmm. so they have named the cars because now it's not it's our cars but it's now like that one and that one and they have given them names i don't recall what they call my stepdad's car but my mom's car is basically called the flea oh okay because it's, it's a it's just a tiny electrical car yeah mm -hmm. that's nice yeah so it's like, and I was thinking like, I've never been in this position where I need to often refer to one of a duplicate, so to speak, and be specific about it. Uh, yeah, right? oh, and I, and I, sorry to interrupt, but I just thought of something. I actually did name 
two mechanical things because we had to give them names the robots for the network okay what what was it this uh visual and putzel which is kind of like the the swabian l behind it to make it cute mm -hmm. but the one is basically sweepy and um cleany you okay. could directly mm. translate it yeah yeah so um, those those have given the name because we had to give them a name because it's the same type of robot to keep them separated. Yeah. So I just like, oh my God, now I have to come up with names. But it's not like the one it's like, oh, I'm going to call him that. But it was like, oh, now I have to choose a name. Can I just like call him one, two, three and the other one like four, <laughs> five, six or something like that. And it was just the first thing. It's like, well, it's for cleaning. So cleaning, here we go. <laughs> That's, That's weird that yeah, I've... I, I've... I, I did give names to stuff, not only mechanical, like in the car of my wife, but my my guitar that I bought many years ago and it took me so many years to save money now to buy it. Mm -hmm. It's a Gibson SJ, oh, SG, nice. SG, as they say in English. Uh, and it's called Sylvie, Sylvie Gislen because of SG, mm -hmm. Sylvie and Gislen. And mm. it was just like the obvious thing to do at the time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, there's I don't also know why. that thing with musicians and their instruments. Yeah, I think there's something like it, it's in in that that range. Like, yeah. I have to admit, I, I've played uh, pool for a long time and quite a lot. So my my billiard cues. That I have also have names. <laughs> yeah, because because superstition of billiard players is on another level. Yeah, no, but yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's 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 probably not only the emotional attachment or the affection that you have for the, your tool, because uh, after all, um, a billiard cue or, or pool or snooker cue or a guitar is just tool to do something that you want to to do, but also like superstition and this relationship with something that you can't control and you put the spirit into it and by naming the tool of the the object you are you are creating that spirit and you can just communicate You're harnessing its power yeah probably something like that that's that's why they gave name to swords back in the days mm. not all swords need a name or deserve a name but some of some great swords have great names yeah it's it's a lot of superstitions in all of those kind of things. Do you still have some in relation to to anything? Because we are we are we are rationals, educated people. I don't believe in superstition because that's bad luck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I'm 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 sure there are some inherent cultural bias, some habit in Norway that we just have and mm -hmm. no one thinks about, mm -hmm. and it is rooted in some kind of old superstition. Okay pretty certain we have something like that but i don't think i personally know of anything i'm doing so you don't mind when the 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 braid is upside down on the table as long as there's no jam on it no <laughs> i have to clean it well have you seen this commercial about the guy that that put some jams on on a, a toast and and he observed that the toast always fall on the jam side and then he takes a cat put it upside yeah. down and, and, and drop it yeah <laughs> drop it and then yeah, he attached the toast with the jam to the back of the cat and it spins endlessly and creates energy oh that's yeah, that was for energy creation. oh that's that yeah that, that one's that funny that was great so you don't care you don't mind with the upside down bread no that, okay I always laughed about it when I went to other countries and I mean not to offend anyone but just Asia for example there's no fourth floor in a lot of no, that's bullshit. US, that's absolutely no. It's absolutely true because <clears throat> no, I've been yeah, doing yeah, four, yeah, but the, four the, hotels the, in China. No fourth depend, floor. Depends on the country, but not everywhere in Asia. No, 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 no tend not to everywhere think... in Asia, but there are places in Asia, and I've been to two places in Thailand also with no fourth floor in it. That that's that's a superstition that is very um, widely spread in Asia. But the mm -hmm. common mistake is to think that it's everywhere in Asia. And you can go to Japan and you have the fourth floor and you have all the... the, the absolutely yeah, important. I've never realized it in Japan. Like, I've never seen it there. But I've seen it in China and I've seen it in Thailand. Yeah. The, maybe, it, for, maybe for Chinese tourists. 
but you saw the, you, you were in China and saw that the fact that it, you couldn't see the fourth floor. Exactly. Basically, if yeah. you're in the elevator and there's no fourth floor button, it's just like it yeah. goes one, two, three, five, six, seven. Yeah, it's not yeah, called I, the I, fourth I floor. Because no, I was just trying to be funny. It's it's fine. Now, but do you know yeah. why? Oh, I know I, why. In yeah. Japan. Yeah, well, anyway, in Asia, because it's the same thing. So for yeah, she, 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 she like and death. she's death exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but no, there's there are fourth floor in Japan. But I did see a lot of hotels in the US where the thirteenth floor was missing, and I found that really strange that somebody would go through the trouble. Yeah, or a lot of hotels. What they also do is like the thirteenth is just like a blank um, key, yeah. and that's where the cleaning supplies are on or basically all the laundry mats and everything so yeah. you use that for that so that's and i always found that weird because it's like i could never imagine that people actually would believe in that and then i met people that were really superstitious that was like oh my bad <laughs> so you don't have any Jan? no not at all like never had that if a cat walks over the street i don't like a black cat i don't care from which side it's like maybe it wants to be pet <laughs> No, it's really just uh, never. Sold never on a that. table or go under. Or... You know, this is funny because it's like that knock on wood, like, and I do that, but mm -hmm. as a fun, not because I actually believe in it. Yeah, yeah. It's just because yeah, no, of it's, the it's saying, like, basically now. to underline the statement of it. Yeah. Uh, of course, I wish somebody good luck and I am genuine about it, mm -hmm. but I don't really believe that there's something outside, like a four leaf glower, that helps with that. Yeah. If you find that i i did realize that i do tend to do like but that's more like a mm, about manners mm -hmm. but uh when using chopsticks you never poke them down into your food exactly no. yeah you shouldn't but that i and i know the story behind it because it's the, um, the incense from no it's with funeral something something was it yeah or? something something or it's into the funerals if you want the okay the quick quick uh the quick explanation is that uh, yeah. in Japan, when you or in Asia, when you bury someone, you burn it first. Okay, you burn the body, oh, and okay. then you take the the ashes and you put that in a jar, and uh, then you pick the bones. And then you pick the bones with uh, a pair of chopstick, and the chopstick will never be used again. So you stick mm. them into the ashes and you bury them with um, with the rest of the body in the jar in the jar. Oh, okay. So that's why you don't stick your chopstick into food because it reminds people that someone has died or it it, it and i indirectly it brings bad luck okay yeah yeah doesn't doesn't uh i also heard that uh, it's bad luck to whistle in japan i never heard that no, no I, I, think I think only I, after dark somebody yeah, somebody be. told me that like whistling after dark because it attracts <laughs> like the ghosts or like bad bad ghosts or something like that there, there, yeah, there's yeah, something yeah, in yeah. the back of my mind that that i heard i about heard it. something more along the lines that you whistle when you're happy and happy people have probably money so you will get robbed That's uh I, now i think about it is probably uh, closer than what jan said yeah uh, yeah if you if you whistle at night it hmm. it brings the bad spirits to you or robbers like like ghosts are, are come to oh, attack you okay or robbers as well yeah sure i would say that's a bad spirit yeah but there is so many superstition in japan and they are very very into like spirits and 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 monsters and ghosts so they, 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 it's no joke over there they I, I don't think, joke I, I about mean, that just, kind of just look at pokemon fucking half of them are creepy as all hell <laughs> yeah. yeah they are <laughs> Oh, here's a living stump inhabited by the spirit of children who got lost and died in the forest. <laughs> Gotta Cassimo. catch them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but the funny thing about Japan is uh, when it comes to religion and superstition, they don't interfere. There's so many different religions in Japan. I think we talked about this before. Yeah. And somehow they manage to coexist on a somewhat like level. Mm-hmm. Where, where they like don't really interfere, but they kind of almost play off each other. It's, yeah, the, it's really interesting. The base of the thing is that it's an animism. So there is there's a lot of different spirit in nature. So a, mm -hmm. a tree, a river, a stone, or whatever can be inhabited with the spirit of the tree, the river, or the stone, or whatever. So it it's not contradictory with the coming of. Buddha, Jesus, or whoever created the the any kind of monotheist religion. 
the spirit still exists in nature for Japan and Japanese to see. So yeah, I'm I'm good with that. And actually, it's a very very it's it's called a religion, but it's I see it more like a way of life, like just be able to kind of guidelines. Mm, well, there is a code. Here, here is a reference to a pirates movie. Um, uh-huh. uh, no, it, it's it's more than a code. It's it's really a religion, but people respect that not because they want to believe in the spirit of nature, because but because they they respect nature, which is mm-hmm. kind of a little bit different, but very hard to grasp if you are not very familiar with the the spirituality of Asia and Japan in particular. Mm-hmm. But we dis- digress. We were talking about the money and stuff <laughs> and giving names to stuff. Yay. <laughs> something, something. Bad luck. Apparently. <laughs> about the naming thing is really that, I don't know, I, like I would not even know what to give a name to. Maybe like if you something attached to it, like my camera, but nah, I mean, it's, it's my camera. Would it be different if the things were able to talk to you? I think this yeah. is, yes, yeah. because... Um, Why? I mean, with, with robots and stuff like, well, animals, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I'm naming my animal. My cats were not just called cats. No, but, <laughs> but I'm your thinking cat about it. It's like, if I ever get a dog, I'm going to call that him cat. Hilarious. And if I ever get another cat, I'm probably going to call it dog. But that's another story. I really considered calling my dog, dog, just like in Colombo, again, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I, I see that, Jan, but they, you have an interaction with them and they have their, their own will. Exactly. It's like with the, the the robots, I only gave them like the cleaning robots, I only gave them a name because like I had to, to set a name. Mm-hmm. Um if there's like a household I've I've seen it actually with people that usually don't give names to their stuff. I've seen them doing it the first time with Alexa. Yeah. Because of the calling name. And it's only because they really put thought into it and I think that like you can now freely select the name what it reacts to or something like that. Probably, I'm, yeah. I'm not 100% sure because I don't don't use any of those like Sierra or Alexa things. But I think this is what kind of made it m- more normal for people to interact with technology mm. via voice. I mean, the first thing I deactivated when I got my car is like I could go with Hi- Hey Volkswagen. And mm. then it would um, basically to, to give it like a go to that address, do this, do that. It's like the first thing I deactivated. Because you don't want to be listened when you're in because a car? Because everybody who got in my car, so, oh, this is your new Volkswagen. It's like, don't, don't, <laughs> what are you trying to say? And I'm like, oh, no, uh-uh, yeah. uh-uh. Like, where do I deactivate uh. that? <laughs> Can you set up a new name, though? I am or not sure. only Volkswagen? No, I don't know. I'm, I've never tried it. I'm not big okay. in those voice command thingies. Yeah. But no, if there would be like a, like a household robot, like talking a few years back, because it's getting more common, especially mm. like in elderly homes. Yeah. And I mean, those come with like a pre name, but like or a preset name, but you can also give them a name. And I think this is because they are aimed for human interaction. Yeah. And I think naming is just something to personalize something a little bit more. So in that case, for me, it would make sense. But okay. other than that, like, yeah, no. Would you purchase, purchase, buy um, a humanoid servant uh, if it was available already? Right now, no. No? No. If I would be bedridden or if I would be like be not because of health reasons not really be able to leave the house, I would use whatever makes living easier for me though. Yeah. Right? Can it swing a hammer? I was pretty sure that you would ask, can it cook? But <laughs> yeah, it can swing a hammer. <laughs> Uh, then maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All rest needs is basically a thermomix on wheels. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, like, give give me an Android that can function as a power hammer. Sure, why not? It's gonna get a power hammer soon, so it doesn't have to talk to you and argue back and to have a name and to look at you and to move and. Okay, now now I know what my power hammer is gonna be called. It's gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it Bender. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yes please and by the way drama is back so it is oh, back fuck, it is. Go- yeah, yeah I ha- oh i haven't ca- caught up yet yeah yeah oh, wow. okay. three episodes are I, out. I did not know okay but, the, yeah. the, i might i might go down a rabbit hole when it comes to that yeah yeah please do they, they should cancel it for real soon or 
just keep How going. How many times forever. have you cancelled now? Three times? Three, yeah, probably three times, yeah. Two, I think. Two or three. It's about, I mean, it, if you watch the, yeah. the first episode of the new season, they, they talk only about that. I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, good, you can't good. really call it cancelling, though. I mean, they kind of, I think, reach a conclusion every single time, and this is like, well, mm. now we're done. Yeah, and then you wait like one or two years, and suddenly, like, I uh, guess what? <laughs> no, it's been hey, money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's been ten years now, right? Since the last constellation. Since, yeah, could, I think so, be. or more or less. I don't know. I'm not sure. I watched too much, too many stuff, so I I can't keep up. Keep up. I mean, they did do a couple other things in there. Like yeah, no, the... ten years. Uh, last time it ran. To, sorry, John. Uh, round from 2008 to 2013. That was the last. Yeah, ten years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Resurrection. And in between there, we had the what was it? The the one with the fantasy setting. And uh, un, un, uh, ench- enchanted, disenchanted, yeah, disenchanted, yeah. yeah, something like that, which was fun as well. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was the same, just medieval. Yeah, which was fun. Fun, always. Do it. <laughs> should Should we roll elegantly over to fo- focuses? Let's do, do that. It. Do it. Opus magnum. You already know it. The yeah. game we talked about earlier. If you like a bit of a brain teaser and like hypnotic, making hypnotic mechanical arrangements, mm. it's really good. Yeah, nice. I can confirm. I found it really fun. And it's one of those things where like, I should go to bed. Oh, fuck, that's late already. <laughs> yeah, never mind me. Yeah, it's challenging, but it's fun. It's, it's challenging in the, in the good sense. I finished um, level three earlier today a uh, chapter three chapter three yeah yeah okay I'm, I'm halfway through that one i think okay and um it was working fine but i wanted to i wanted to improve my mechanism yeah so i, I took one more hour to just change stuff <laughs> and review yeah. the code and their orders and everything just to make it more elegant and that's what i like yeah. with with this game it's not only reaching the goal that you have and assembling the stuff in the right order but it's also making kind of beautiful and and yeah, elegant and because poetic. the the goal of the game is just to get through the puzzle yeah but then you get a score sheet saying like which i think is like here's the average mm-hmm. most people the average cost was this, the average amount of cycles to complete it was this, the amount of space you took was this. Mm-hmm. And then you can go like, well, fuck, I didn't do that well. Yeah, I want to improve. Let me, let me make it better. Let me make yeah. it more beautiful. Let me improve upon it. So you can go through all the levels, beat the game, so to speak. Yeah, just hack it, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. and go back at it just to improve what you did and, and make it better. And if your brain is a bit like mine, you will want to go back and try to make things pretty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because it's it's just something with the way it tickles my brain. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's good. Absolutely. Jan? That sounds nice. For similar reasons, also a video game. Mm-hmm. So I had a bit of a lazy Sunday and um, I started to watch some Let's Plays because I was particularly interested in Baldur's Gate 3, which yeah. has been in early access for seven years or something like that. Yeah. They fought on the game. And uh, it's now the full release of it. And damn, that game is good. If cool. you like to play D&D or used to like to play D&D, it is absolutely fantastic. I've watched what, what I did because I... After watching 10 minutes, anyone wanted to play the game. Like, literally, mm-hmm. after char- um, character creation, seeing the first 10 to 15 minutes of the like first level when they played, I knew I wanted to play that game. So, I set myself a goal so that I don't lose interest in it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch only like the first hour people play. So, mm-hmm. I watched, I think, five or six different people play that game within the first hour with different characters. Yeah. And depending on how they play, the characters came to completely different results within the first hour, which shows you how it just complex it goes. Like some of them didn't even meet a character. The other ones is like, oh yeah, we got a new team member. The other one killed them. And it's Mm. just like a real D&D game. And I could see like in the background, probably the programmer sitting there who had to test that. Mm -hmm. It's like a game master just going Uh. like, oh, why the fuck did you do that? (laughs) It's like, here's your new comrade, save him. Or just steal from him and throw him down the cliff. Yeah, okay, that works for two, fine. 
Game over. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> but it's that, that. But that doesn't don't happen. Don't say things like that. I don't have time for more games. But no, no. But it does. No, it, this was just like completely random pick. Like that, that doesn't really happen. But whatever you do, you don't get a game over. Like the game continues. So mm-hmm. somehow they weave in. Like you have a main story going through, but there's completely different things you can do with the characters. It's like a real D and D game, and just to file a game to that extent, and then I watch some of the reviews and saw people talking about it and you get between 75 to 100 hours if you play it casually through yeah and to get all the side options or like all the different endings and options you have to play it five to six times they said in the interview oh so you have a main story but you have a huge world that's not random generated but hand drawn and it's absolutely mm. like a living breathing world it's like you're just teleport it into a D&D adventure. You can manipulate everything. You can move barrels. You can bait people into explosive traps or use like stone somewhere to get, like with physiques. They thought about so many things. It's incredible. And this is going to be my game for the winter time, probably, because I'm afraid to start it now because I'm going to miss the rest of the summer if I start playing this game now. I have two control questions. Mm-hmm. Can you be a blacksmith? <laughs> uh, there's crafting, so I'm pretty sure you can. Maybe. Okay. Can you start a cult? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know because I I didn't watch any spoilers, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Good. Then I can stand off playing it for a little while yet. <laughs> for example, I can finish Elden Ring. Yeah. And Skyrim. Again. For the fifth time yeah. or something. Okay. Cool. <laughs> oh, and I already know like I'm gonna pick a character that's gonna be like a complete mess in fighting, but it will have like high charisma, stats, high intelligence, wisdom. So just I can like drag every single out of the conversation, just manipulate people and draw out every single automate uh, like information on the world. There's oh, uh, no, I no. mean there's I I want I want to play someone who has maximum charisma and zero intelligence. Oh, that's yeah, that, 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 and, and, and then brute strength. And that's I'm, me. I'm pretty sure you can go to like kind of in that direction. I don't know if there's like a minimum stat, but it will be hilarious. No, like the first I, I saw a druid, like a talkative druid, and then he had to spell talk to animals, and mm. some of those animals are just rude. <laughs> it's, it's so much humor you just miss if you don't have that spell. You don't oh, talk fantastic. to them, and it's just yeah. fantastic. That's cool. Yeah. So, Red, what about you? Uh, quick word, uh, Rockstar decided to re-edit Red Dead Redemption on different yeah. platform. Oh. Uh, it had a lot of backlash and, and I don't know why I have not looked into it. But um, so my quick word is if you have never played Red Dead Redemption back in the days or Red Dead Redemption 2, do it. It's both are very, very, very good games. Don't be too attached to the story. It's not the purpose of the game. That that's the ending of the game. The purpose of the game is everything else that you will be able to do in these open worlds. But that's mm-hmm. not my focus. Um, also, a game I haven't played it yet because it just uh, went out today. I think early released on Steam, and it's called uh, Sengoku Dynasty. It's actually, mm-hmm. we talked about Japan and making stuff and anvils and being a blacksmith. Uh, basically, an open world uh, RPG where you have to create your village in medieval Japan and you have to build everything, farm resources and create uh, a city. And yes, Raz, you can be a blacksmith. You have to be a blacksmith <laughs> at some point in the game. And it looks really good. Um, nice. So, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to lose myself in the game um, for a few days uh, in the near future. Okay, I got one more. Yeah, because I just remembered it. Um, the, I, last week, I, my focus was on Elix. The game from Piranha Byte, where it said it's like, mm-hmm. oh, and they even made the game Gothic. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what I saw last week? Gothic is coming to the Switch. They're porting Ooh. it. It's not a remake. It's just basically like an enhanced um, version where they like did a little bit something on the graphics and then the controls because the controls are like, I don't know, by that time almost over 20 years old. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna pay full price for it because I played the game when mm-hmm. I was younger. So, but for me, if it's probably like around the 30, 30 euro range, then I'm probably gonna pick it up just to get that nostalgia again and run a little bit around in that in that world because just that the um, overworld controls are worth playing the game again because okay. they were horrific back in the day. <laughs> okay. Cool. That's the other one. So whoever has a Switch uh, and they want to look for some really good role-playing, like a little bit dated, but or just are the same age or older than I am and love the nostalgia, definitely yeah. take a look at. Yeah, it's it's all about nostalgia because graphics are, yeah, as you said, uh, they look old. But if the game is good, it's still good. Yeah, I, I mean, think they overdid the textures a little bit, but not, yeah. not a lot. They, okay. they specifically said it's not a remake. No. What yeah. was the name again? Uh, Gothic. And it's Gothic one and two. They're gonna, um, they're gonna reintroduce. Cool stuff. Any last little tiddly bits? Yes, there's a video game that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to, right to hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can do that too in Baldur's Gate three. Let me talk yeah. to you about. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Where can people find us, Res? You can find us at. Two thirds focused on any of the mostly social places, and if you want more random conversations about life, the universe, video games, and everything, you can find you can sponsor us at two, at patreon.com slash two thirds focus, and you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and Lewinsmeer.no. And you can find me at the Rasmus or Rasmus everyone yet, and at more specifically at therasmus.com. And you can find me on the Nerd Inventor or Jan Maxwell on mainly Instagram and YouTube. Very cool. Thank you for listening. Have a good week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.